This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to Road School Moms Radio, where education meets adventure. Your hosts, Kimberly Travaglino of Full-Time Families and Mary Beth Goff, the road trip teacher, will share advice, information, and encouragement to bring your road schooling efforts to new levels. Welcome to Road School Moms. I'm one of your hosts, Kimberly Travaglino, full-time RVing mom to four kiddos and the co-founder of Full-Time Families, the resource for your full-time RVing needs and so much more tonight and every episode. I am so blessed to be joined by my lovely co-host. Hello, it's Mary Beth Goff, your road trip teacher, also a homeschooling mom to four kiddos on the road and the creator over at roadtripteacher.com, your educational resource for traveling destination adventures and we are so excited to come to you from wherever in the world you are tonight road school moms we are live tonight um, at each of our locations katie and i are in different parts of the country as always um, but we're so excited to share this holiday show with you our i think this is the fourth uh holiday show of our mini series my goodness i've lost track but katie it's so good to hear your voice how are you tonight I am doing well. You know, I'm a little bit freezing, though. I have to say, we're in South Florida, and it's like, well, it's 66 in the camper, so it's a little chilly. Um, but otherwise, I'm doing well. We had a big, big week this week. My sister-in-law graduated from her master's program, so we were able to celebrate that with her, which is one of the many gifts of being full-time on the road, you know, being able to make those uh, family occasions, no matter where in the world they happen. So that was wonderful, and uh, we're getting into the Christmas spirit, and uh, that's what today's show is about. But first, tell us about your week, Mary Beth. So my week has been a little bit crazy. Um, I know that's a shock. I think that if you replay the last four episodes, I probably start each night by, oh, this week has been a little crazy. <laughs> but um, I can tell you that, seriously, this week has been really crazy. So uh, quickly, my dad had some crazy... Um, so he went to South Dakota the weekend of Thanksgiving. He restores old cars. He goes to South Dakota, buys this old car, brings it home. Um, it sat in a barn for decades. He decides to take the door panels off the car and do all this crazy stuff inside of his shop. And he didn't wear a mask. And uh, moral of that end of that story was he had a huge respiratory distress issue and wound up in the hospital for a couple of days. And honestly, I will say it was kind of a Christmas miracle. I don't know how. I mean, it's it's kind of a joke now, but it was definitely not a joke then. Like, his, he thought his expiration date was up. And I'll have to say, I, I kind of did, too. It was very crazy. So um glad that uh, we were still here for that because it was kind of a um, kind of a medical issue. But we got through that. And as you know, I'm still in Indiana. And I have never wintered in my RV in, um, you know, below freezing temperatures. We've been... We've been in below freezing temperatures once or twice, but it was just for a very brief time. I've never done this before. So uh, this week has been, I've learned a lot. <laughs> you know how you do those things and you look back and you think, oh, my gosh, I don't know how I got through that. And you just have to say, oh, good. Well, I've learned a lot. And so that's what I can tell you this week. I've learned that uh, here's a couple things I've learned. Number one, you know, you don't put a battery, uh, the battery charger on uh, your RV batteries and leave it on boost for more than a few hours uh, because it burns up your batteries. I found that out. Mm. 
so we got to purchase new batteries. Um, what else did I learn? I learned that my heater, uh, block heater for my motorhome, so if you have a diesel, uh, you know, whether it's a semi or a motorhome or even a diesel truck, I guess, probably, of any kind, you have to plug it in uh, when it gets pretty much below 30, I guess. Otherwise, it's not going to start when it gets down to certain temperatures. Well, uh, I thought that my heater block heater was automatic on my control panel. Dun, dun, dun. No. No, it was not. That was an upgrade, apparently, that was available that we didn't take advantage of, probably because of the time I said, I'll never be in that thing when it's freezing, so it doesn't matter. Uh, but alas, we were. But guess what? I found out where that block heater is, got it plugged in, and now my engine compartment and my block of my engine is all toasty warm and happy, I guess, because now it will start. And the third thing I learned this week, uh, gosh, I was going to share all these tidbits of information, the block heater, the battery, ugh, it escapes me, I don't know. There was a third thing, there was three things I learned this week. So while I'll have to say it's been crazy and um, aggravating, oh, the third thing, so there's a fuse, I class A, we're in a class A, right, diesel pusher, as you know if you've been listening to us very long, that's what I travel in. And so I have the regular, you know, fuse box inside of the breaker box and all that. But apparently there is also a fuse box in my battery compartment that starts my engine. Because somewhere along the line, when I was trying to start my engine and I didn't have it plugged in, and so it was using too much of the power, and it wouldn't start my engine for that reason, and then we toasted the batteries, and then we put the charger on it and left it on boost too long, and then we really toasted them and had to buy new ones. Um, but the the problem to begin with was that there was a fuse out in the battery compartment that has to do with, like, the transmission and all of that. There was a fuse out. I had no idea there was a fuse in that part of the RV. So, crazy week, uh, expensive lessons, but lessons nonetheless. And that's what I've been doing this week. (laughs) And that's what I've been doing this week. (laughs) So, yeah. I am sorry. That's that's not fun to learn those lessons the hard way. I tell you what. Oh, boy. It's kind of Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to me. I have new batteries in my RV. Yay. Yay. I love those things, right? Don't you just love, like, on your birthday when you get, like, a water heater? Uh Uh-huh. That's Uh what RVing life is all about, just finding the – Finding the silver lining in it all, but I'm glad that you're back on it and thank, you know, praise the Lord about your uh, father, John, uh, healing from that situation. Thank God for that. Um, so you're always where you need to be, right, Mary Beth? That's what we like to say here at Road School Mom. So I'm, I'm pleased and I'm, I'm happy for you that it's, it's going to look like the next week's going to come up on the upswing. I have a good feeling about that. Yeah, me too. Me too. So did you already tell us about your week and I just missed it? I did, but, you know, I'm feeling like I really want to share this story. Even though this is a micro show, mini show, it's 15 minutes, and we're supposed to be talking about holiday traditions, I just feel like, I don't know, I need to share this story. So I'm going to share it. Do it. You may or may not know that Dominic, my 14-year-old, has applied for a job at Publix, which is one of the only places you can work as a 14-year-old. Publix and pretty much Chick-fil-A is where you can work as a 14-year-old. We haven't actually gotten Chick-fil-A yet, but we've got a Publix, and he applied. And the day that he applied, you apply on a kiosk, 
and it says at the end, okay, if we're at all interested, we'll call you. And I said, that's all well and good, but you know what we should do? We should go meet the manager. So we took a minute, went to customer service, met the manager, and she was very impressed that he took the initiative to do that and said, you know what, I'm going to call you for an interview. So we felt, wow, that's great news. Well, a week went by, and as you know, we're not the most patient people. We pay, we pray a lot for patience, but when but God's giving us all these opportunities to become patient. Um, so a week went by, and nothing happened, and it was time to go to public to get um, Bethy's cake, to order the cake for her graduation party. So I said, listen, I'm going to Publix. Why don't you put something nice on, and we'll go, and we'll check in on the manager. And... He says, okay, and so the two of us get in the truck, and off we go, and we go, and uh, when we get there, customer service is slammed, like it's Thanksgiving slammed. And he says, Mom, I don't feel like it's right to interrupt whatever they're doing, so let's not do that right now. I said, okay. So we go and order her cake, and the Lord tells me that I should tell the baker that he's applied. And I'm like, like, she cares, but <laughs> this, is, this is all about obedience. So, okay, I say, by the way, my son is applied. Do you have any tips for him? Oh, yes, blah, 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 this, that. Dress nice. Customer service super important here. Be smiling. Be friend friendly. And P.S., you should stop in and see the manager. But don't worry. Today the manager is out. Oh, okay. So now I can cross it off my list without thinking that we chickened out, right? <laughs> we didn't do enough. So yeah. we do our shopping, and we go online, and we've got less than 10 items. So we get in the express line, and we're checking out. And someone comes into the line and puts their groceries down. But you know those people, I've been I've been um, guilty of this too. Sometimes you're just not done shopping, and you, you're just holding your space in the line, yeah. and you're still like – but you're in the general vicinity. Well, she pops down her two things, and she goes back up an aisle. And God says to me at that point, you need to pay for that lady's groceries. Or you need to pay for those two things. And I go, okay, I know better than to argue. Mary Beth and I have had lots of discussions about, you know, me <laughs> arguing with God. So I'm learning my lesson, and I say, okay. So I say to the cashier, I need to pay for those two things. And she goes, oh, that's so nice. And when what I've learned also through this obedience is that you should, you know, you should proclaim Jesus. Go ahead and do it. It's okay. Uh, they might look at you funny, but so what? Um, you don't know the seeds you're planting. So I said, well, Jesus said I need to do it, so that's what I'm going to do. Oh, that's lovely. Okay, so in the meantime, this lady's still not on the line, and I'm paying for my stuff, and I pay for her stuff, and the cashier takes her two items, puts them in the bag, and puts them back on the on the um, belt. And I'm ready to walk out the door. And it's okay if she knows or does not know that it was me. That's not what it's about. I just hope that she'll that the cashier will tell her the message that Jesus wanted her, God wanted her to have her items paid for. Well, here she comes tearing down the aisle. And she goes, oh, my goodness, you didn't pay for my items, did you? As in by mistake. You know how sometimes the belt yeah. goes and you just keep paying right. for everything. And uh, the cashier says, actually, she did. And she goes, oh, my goodness, no. And I said, well, actually, I had to because God wanted me to you know, bless you today. She throws up her hands and she goes, praise the Lord. And we're having a little bit of revival right there in aisle 10. <laughs> and I look at her and she looks at me and both of us have instant recognition. Mary Beth, who was that woman? Oh, it was the manager of the store. It was the manager. 
Is that not weird that you amazing. make these stories up? How do you just? I, know, I wish I, just I knew could. That. I wish I That's could. I wish I could. But you know, so so I was with Dominic. So I said, "Oh my gosh, it's you!" And she said, "Yeah." I said, "Do you remember us?" And she said, "Yes, I have his application on my desk. I'm going to be calling him." And I said, "Oh, that's wonderful. Well, bless you anyway. Have a wonderful day." And Dominic and I walked out rolling, just rolling with laughter at how the sense of humor God has. And I thought, you know, what an amazing thing because it's it's all well and good to say God got me the job, right? Like I prayed really hard and I got the job, so God mm-hmm. got me the job. But it's a totally different thing to have God show up in your life that way. And I just I just want to talk to everyone who's listening, and I know I know that these things don't make sense, and I know they sound absolutely crazy. And I lived a whole other life where if you told me this, I would have been like, oh, that's really nice. You're insane. <laughs> but I promise you, I promise you, if you're a believer and you and God prompts you, just follow through because you will be blessed beyond measure. You will just be blessed beyond measure. And I don't know whether he'll get the job, and that's not even really part of it. Just just being obedient has been one of the single greatest things we have could have done as a family um, to further the kingdom. It just feels so good to be obedient. And so I just encourage you out there, be obedient. And I just have to say this really quickly. I know, like you said, this is supposed to be a mini show, but we're going to take the time because we both know it's important. But I'll have to tell you that if you've listened to us very long, I think, what are we in our – 10th or 11th season here at Rose School Moms. If you've listened to us very long, you know that Kimberly has these stories quite frequently. Um, and I love to listen to them, but I can also tell you at the same time, I have never really had these of my own. Well, off the air a couple of weeks ago, Kimberly and I had a really good heart-to-heart, sister-to-sister, uh, Road School Mom-to-Road School Mom talk. And she's like, you know, Mary Beth, it's because you're not listening, basically. I mean, she told me that. You know, we tell each other exactly what we think. You're not listening. you got to be obedient. It's because you're questioning it. You're questioning God. You're, you know, you're not listening. And so we had this, we had this really heart, good heart to heart. And I left that conversation that day thinking, okay, I've got to learn to listen differently. And I got to not question God. If I think it's God talking, and Kimberly, actually, you said that to me. If you think it's God talking, just listen. Just be obedient and just right. listen. And so I have. And I have to tell you that I don't have any grand stories like that in aisle 10 at Publix or anything like that. But. I can tell you that I have since then just had a couple of little instances happen, and I it's like the light bulb is slowly going off. And it, one of it was just this week at a steak and shake, and it involved a $20 bill, and I'm not going to go into the whole story because it would be too many stories for tonight. But just know that I had something similar happen. I found $20 I didn't know I had, and I thought, ooh, was that God telling me to give this $20 to this waitress that blah, 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 and, you know, I listened and I didn't even, even though I was really, you know, it's hard, Kimberly. It's hard to say, you have that in your head. Oh, wouldn't it be nice to bless this waitress with $20? But then when you go to do it, I don't know. Like I get all like squirmish about what to say and how to say it. And like you said, you know, you, I, I know that I need to say, you know, Jesus talked to my heart and told me that to bless this with you today. It's hard to make those words come out of your mouth, even though they're playing in your head. You know, it is, Mary Beth, and I, I want to tell you and the listeners that this has been a process, that God has been bringing us through this process of obedience, specifically in this way, for a long time. And uh, it's been super awkward. I have felt like, oh, my gosh, they're going to reject me. When I shared this story with my mom, she was mortified. Um, so it's it's a thing. And you know what? This is my thing. 
So, so you get this thing in your head and you go, you wonder, and the first step is, is that from God or is that from me? You know what? Who cares? Who cares? If I got it wrong and I claimed that God wanted me to, to buy that stuff and I told that woman that God wanted me to buy that stuff and actually God didn't tell me that or I got the message wrong, who cares? Is God, God being glorified through it? Absolutely. Is that what we're supposed to be doing down here? Absolutely. So just go with it. But I promise you, I promise you, once you start listening, once you start practicing, and it takes a lot of practice. It takes a lot of times. It takes getting it wrong. It takes skipping it and feeling convicted. It really does. I, You know, I've skipped it in my head, and I still can picture exactly where I was, what I was doing, and I know I, w- I got it wrong. I know I should have done it. And I feel convicted by that situation. Uh, but that also further encourages me to move forward even more with it. So um, I, I just just do it because the more you do it, I promise you the confirmation will come. Like, it turned, like I didn't care who it was. I didn't care who put those two items down at all. It made no difference to me. The only thing that mattered to me was that she knew that God was thinking about her that day. That's all that mattered to me. Whoever was on the planet, I didn't care. But God confirmed it immediately when it was the manager. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. I love those stories, and I, I love that we had that talk, and I love that uh, that you're leading by example. We talk a lot about that here on Road School Moms, too. And leading by example is the absolute very best way um, to show your kiddos, um, you know, the right way and help them build that foundation that is so very important. Absolutely. You know, you're discipling your kiddos. That's what you're actually doing. You are discipling them. You are passing on the traditions and the reverence and the holiness of of your beliefs to your children. So, yes, absolutely, you have to live it out. Um, it was it was really interesting. I told my mom about it, and like I said, she was mortified. Like, she could just picture herself in that position and someone paying for her, and my goodness, why would they look at her and think that she needed the help? And I, I just challenged her, and I said, well, in what ways could God bless you that it wouldn't feel offensive to you? Because <laughs> you got to think about these things. And, you know, the devil will use anything. He'll use whatever you've got, whatever you've given him. If he knows pride is your problem, then he'll use that. If he knows um, anxiety is your problem, he'll use that. Whatever it is, you know, I, I, I'm constantly anxious when we're in the midst of doing this. I'm constantly I'm, I'm like, you know, telling myself this is the wrong thing to do and they're going to be offended or they're going to be hurt or they're, oh, my goodness, you really have to push through it. It's like Mary Beth said, it's hard. And there have been times where I've, like, thrown some money at someone and said, Jesus, let me do that and run and just run <laughs> <laughs> like a crazy person. That's so funny. That's so funny. Well, you know, speaking of traditions, I love that we're uh, we're kind of winding up this part of what we're talking about you know, talking about discipling our kids and creating those traditions and foundations because that's what exactly um, our show is about tonight, and that is creating new traditions around the holidays, um, you know, on the road. And so, Katie, why don't you start by telling us um, a new idea for creating a new tradition? Well, you know, I'm just going to encourage you with an old idea first. A lot of people, and myself included, get in a camper and think, I can't decorate. It's, you know, all my stuff won't fit in here, and 
uh, eighths are already too tight, it's too small, I'm going to encourage you to um, take, you know, a small percentage of your decorations, especially those that are very cherished by your family, and I'm going to encourage you to decorate your camper. And, and I'm seeing a lot, lot more families taking that plunge. But when we first started on the road, people would, you know, really actually abstain from decorating, abstain from putting up a tree because of what it means. Well, in my house, what it means is that we have to eat breakfast at the table with the tree, which is fine by us. <laughs> But, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, not necessarily with everybody, but that's okay. So, and if you really are totally, you know, not sure and you don't want to unpack your boxes that you've got in storage, go to the dollar store with 20 bucks, just 20 bucks, get 20 festive things, blow it out in your RV and then, and then donate them or discard them, whatever you need to do. Um, uh, because how, what a great way, festive, 20 bucks, doesn't matter if it gets broken, doesn't matter if it doesn't fit, it, it, none, none of it matters. Just enjoy the holiday season with your family. That's what matters most. So my first tradition is an old tradition, and it's decorate your RV. Yes, I will second that because I know at the beginning that was something that I, I really had a hard time the first couple of years because Christmas was such a humongous deal when we were back in our house. And um, I had a tree in every room, and I was a crazy decorator. And um, that was the first thing, you know, the first year. I was like, oh, my gosh, I missed this so much. And um, by the by the second year, we had already figured out um, one of the things that we collect. You know, a lot of times people get on the road, and that's one of the first questions on the forums over at Flipline Families is, oh, what do you, you know, what do you, what does your family collect? Well, do you do pressed coins, or you do you do postcards, or what do you do? Well, I can tell you that my family collects the Christmas ornament pretty much anywhere we go. And I love it because we keep those Christmas ornaments with us. They're always in our RV. They're not in storage somewhere. We keep those in a special crate. And we actually get a, get a live tree wherever we are. Um, coincidentally, of course, many times it's in Florida. A lot of times we're on the same lot that we are. But even the couple times that we weren't there, we just got a live tree. Um, wasn't very big, just something we could put outside the RV. We decorated it. Um, obviously, we had to be careful the years that we weren't in Florida. And, you know, you didn't want your special ornaments or whatever to be out in the weather. And, you know, so we had to take all that into consideration. But I loved doing that. And another thing that's become a tradition from that decorating experience that we do every year is that we put um, the kids have put peanut butter on the branches and bird seed and this that and raisins and all that kind of stuff and then we've you know gotten rid of that tree somewhere you know out wherever so that the critters can enjoy it obviously that's something you have to talk to the campground about if you're there you wouldn't want to just you know dump it off to the side of the uh, woods or whatever without asking but that's something that we've always um, found is they've been re really receptive to so that's a little side note for there. So I love that uh, creating a new tradition with an old tradition. Now, uh, here is one that I uh, we just um, are going to kind of put into our traditions this year, and that is creating a new tradition around a common idea or an event, such as going to see, um, like, the Nutcracker or Scrooge or something like that. Christmas programs such as those are usually live productions just about anywhere in the country. Um, so create a tradition around that one idea, going to see the Nutcracker, for example, no matter where you are in the country, um, and then expand on that idea to fit your family. And what I mean by that is, okay, so maybe wherever you are in the world, you go to see the Nutcracker. And um, maybe before you go see that production, you make your family's favorite meal, like, you know, family lasagna or whatever it is that your family loves to eat. Um, maybe that's what you do every year. You, you make a certain dish and 
all, you know, go out and go to see that one special event. Um, or maybe you find the best deep dish pizza in whatever location you're in for that year. Um, whatever it is, make it, you know, find that idea or find that event or something that is special to you and your family and make it your own. Um, you know, another alternative to that is um, going to the movies. You know, on Christmas Day every year they release movies. And I can remember when my kids were smaller thinking, oh, wouldn't that be so fun to go to the movies? You know, you always see that on TV, oh, released on Christmas Day. Um now that my kids are older, we've talked about that a couple of years. We haven't done it yet, but, you know, that, that's another great way to um, create a new tradition is go to the movies on Christmas Day evening um, every year, and that's just another way to find an idea and make it your own. I love that. I absolutely love it. I especially love your nutcracker because you'd be able, as your children grew, you'd be able to critique and think back on and reflect on all the other ones that you've seen and all the places that you've seen it. I absolutely love it. Fantastic idea. Okay, my idea is a little um, different. Uh, I'm going to suggest that you find a drive-through Christmas light um, display and drive through if you have a drivable in your RV. Oh, my goodness. Of course, I would suggest that you call first and make sure that that's appropriate, that you should drive, that you can drive through. But 99% of the time, I believe that you'd be fine. Um, and wouldn't that be so fun? You could make some hot chocolate in your RV, and you could drive through the Christmas display. Um, we have done it in a Class C. We've done it in a Class B. And this year, we're planning on doing it in the track. Of course, we're in South Florida, so what we're going to do is put the um, put some blankets and pillows in the bed of the truck, and the kids will be able to drive through um, in the truck. So uh, I just encourage you to look for something like that in the, the area. They're usually um, highly affordable and a lot of fun. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, this year um, we are, as we talked about last week, we are staying in Indiana. It's not what we plan on doing, but that is what we're doing. And we actually, I'm so glad you mentioned that. That's one thing that we've done. We've already found two different lighted displays that we could drive through that were actually, you set your radio and, you know, you can listen to music. And if you um, are a fan over at our Road School Moms Facebook page, you should really check out the post that we shared there earlier this week about the drive, the underground drive through in Louisville. Now, obviously, I don't think you could take your RV through there. Um, but like KT said, if you could drive your tow vehicle or if you, you know, have a vehicle that you tow behind your Class A or C, then you could take that as well. But did you see that, KT, that underground lighted display that was shared on the Road School Moms page this week? I did, and that actually is part of what influenced me to make that one of my new traditions. Although we have been doing that as a tradition for years, I saw that and thought, oh, yeah, there's definitely a lot of places in the country that do stuff like this. That looks really cool. There is. There really is. So we'll put some of those links in the show notes of what KT and I are talking about as far as those light displays. Now, here's another idea. So create a new tradition around the 25 days of Christmas by reading a Christmas or holiday story each day. Now, listeners might remember I did this in my own rig a few years ago. Um, and I'll, admittedly, the first year for this... Our sincere apologies, dear listeners. Unfortunately, the rest of this show has been lost due to technical difficulties. That's a Road School Moms first and hopefully a last. But we don't want you to be worried. We have recorded the traditions right there on the show notes that are attached to this show. So if you want to learn about celebrating the holidays around the world or you want to learn more about Mary Beth's 25 books of Christmas and how you can get um, in on that, don't worry. Just go to roadschoolmoms.com and look up this show. 
Holiday Traditions 2017, and there you'll find the rest of the notes. Until then, we hope that you'll join us next week for Homemade Holidays. Have a wonderful week, and see you down the road. Bye. This is Kimberly. And this is Mary Beth, your road school moms, on the road where education meets adventure. Until next time, we wish you safe travels and leave you with our traveler's prayer. Lord, be our guide and protector. Let those I encounter be blessed by my words. Let my hands be filled with your work, and may I be filled with your grace and kind words for others. May I be a light unto those around me on the journey ahead. Amen. Amen. This has been a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. If you'd like more information, go to roadschoolmoms.com.